Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless you guys. Love you guys. Happy to be here tonight. <laughs> Whoa. Fresh glory head to toes through the seven piercings of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Full floods of grace into me's and you's. Amen. Gonna do a little worship to start off with tonight. Get our minds off of things below and put them on things above. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. The Lamb is on the throne ruling and reigning. Let Him sit upon the throne of your heart. Completely capture your whole mind and take you up into higher realms of faithfulness, loyalty, truth, love, and wisdom through the sacrifice of our hearts to be filled with fresh glory from the heart of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Just to feel close again Just like the first time I was aware of your presence
of the Lord Adonai. I knew a man, human, in Christ above Messiah. Fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, and I know not, not, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God Elohim knows. Such one was seized into the third heaven. And I knew such a man, a human, whether in the body or whether out of the body, I cannot tell and I know not. God Elohim knows how he was caught up, seized into paradise and heard unspeakable words, inexpressible rhema, which is not lawful for a man, a human, to utter or to speak. Now I shall come to the subject of visions, the Lord's revealings. Fourteen years ago, I knew a Christian man. Whether he is still alive or not, I don't know. God knows. He was carried away to the third spiritual realm. And I knew a certain fellow, whether he's alive or not, I don't know. God himself knows. He was carried away into paradise and heard code words, which mortals aren't allowed to repeat. Oh my goodness. Fourteen years ago, I was taken up into heaven for a visit. Don't ask me whether my body was there or just my spirit. I don't know. Only God can answer that. But anyway, there I was in paradise. (laughs) And her words so astounding that they are beyond a man's power to describe or put 
job to tell them to others. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I knew a man who in Christ 14 years ago had the experience of being caught up in the third heaven. I don't know whether it was an actual physical experience. Only God knows that. I simply know that in the body or out of the body, oh, that he was caught up into paradise. And he heard words unspeakable, which is not lawful for man to utter. This man was caught up into paradise and heard sacred secrets, which no human lips can reveal. And so I come now to the visions and revelations to me, which have been so numerous and impressive. I speak as a fool. There exists a man in Christ, and whether this man were in the body or not, I will not take upon me to speculate, but leave such matters in the hands of God. But as to this man who lives in Christ, I will say that on a certain date, now 14 years ago, he was caught up to the third heaven. This is not a seemly form of boasting, my brethren, but it appears that one must do it to retain one's character as a messenger of the Spirit. On another occasion, this same man, whose being is it in the Christ, and again, whether in the flesh or no, I will not speculate, but leave the matter to the all-knowing. Such a man was caught up into paradise and heard words spoken which cannot be uttered by human lips and which is sacrilegious to disclose. <laughs> ago, I was the subject of an incomprehensible ecstasy, in which truths too great for human language were imparted to me. Oh, oh, I gotta say that one again. Oh, 14 years ago, I was the subject of an incomprehensible ecstasy, in which truths great, too great for human language were imparted to me. On such experiences in which I was but the dependent, passive instrument of the Lord. Oh, incomprehensible ecstasy. Oh. They get in the mood. Um. Just kiss the feet of little baby Jesus. Look in his tender little eyes, his rosy little cheeks. Oh, dear sweet baby Jesus, we have you. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers in the South call you, Jesus. We thank you so much. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal. Take him in any small little form. I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. 
dynamite comes in little packages. Your tiny Jesus. Baby Jesus. Golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist. picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says like I want to be formal but I'm here to party too because I like to party so I like my Jesus to party just look into his tender little eyes like a calm blue ocean the infant Christ shout bring him incense golden myrrh bring him frankincense Shepherds watching their flocks by night. <laughs> little did they know that little baby Jesus was coming on the scene. Here, Ben, how to hit a baby Jesus.
god. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Love you, Father. One of the main things I've learned all these years is it's the greatest love to have everything in your life destroyed so there's nothing to go back to. To be like the eleven that said, Lord, you alone have the words of life. We have no place to retreat to. <laughs> Do you understand? That is the best place to be, to be completely abandoned into the mysteries and the unknown and the darkness. Because when it's unknown, it's darkness is a cloud around his throne, Psalms 18 to be abandoned to the mysteries of the darkness of the crucified Lord. It's the best place to be. Not caring about your life. <laughs> Every day, we don't care about our lives. Care about His life. I don't care about my blood. I care about His blood. I don't care about my comfort. I care about his comfort. I don't care about my will. I care about his will. And I love being tested and tried through the sufferings of this life to make sure we're faithful and true, through and through, written on our legs. What does it mean? <laughs> to have walked with him. Revelation 19, to have the Word of God written on your legs, body of Christ, that your body has walked with Him. I don't care about walking anywhere else. I don't care about walking on the beach. I don't care about walking around cities and nations. I don't care about anything other than walking with Jesus, you guys. <laughs> I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't care if it's misunderstood. It's not about them. It's about Him inside your heart, faithful and true to the very end. I'm not going to be like these people that finish poorly, get put on King David's blacklist. You know, the last thing David did was give Solomon, his son, a blacklist of everyone who was unfaithful to the glory of the anointing of David, the anointed one. What did Solomon do? Killed them. Killed every single one of them. Well, that's Old Covenant. New Covenant as well those who betray him are not worthy of him those who turn back are not worthy of me anyone who puts their hand to the plow and turns back Demas 
who has loved this world has abandoned me. Been hearing that all week. I didn't know why. I do now. Suddenly, with no communication, Nikolai Bakken resigned today and quit after I'd paid him a thousand dollars yesterday, weeping on camera to raise support for his salary before all of you. And after he received it, he immediately quit without talking to me about anything. No warning. He's in charge of the internship program here. We have people flying in from around the world. <laughs> no vehicle. <laughs> all the management, all the administration, holes everywhere because he's abandoned his post so he could have the comforts of Florida. He's got excuses, but I know it's all excuses. Total betrayal. Total wrongdoing. No integrity, no honor. The slimiest thing I've seen in ministry so far. I forgive you, Nikolai. But what you have done, you have done to Jesus, not just me. You've abandoned Jesus. Very, very sad. And so I've just been in shock all afternoon at the sudden news. You know, it's like, why is it always such carnage and such drama? Because we sit on the throne of the Lamb. Hello? We're crucified with Christ. And so if you're crucified with Christ, you sit on the throne. That's why they treat us this way. And by the dozens and by the hundreds, we've lost Steve, we've lost Sandra, we've lost Nikolai, all in the last month, very, very suddenly, as judgments, because they wanted to serve the world. They wanted to serve Jezebel. They wanted to serve poverty. They wanted, wanted to serve greed and the pleasures of this world. I tried to help them hundreds of times with everything in my heart to counsel them, to share with them the same rewards that I have in Christ from my heart. And they rejected it continuously. And so God suddenly took them away. And I'm thankful for it because I can't walk with people that are disloyal to the seven piercings. I can't do it. It grieves me continuously when people are unfaithful to the cross, unfaithful to the throne of God and the Lamb. Nothing grieves me more than that. I would rather them go the most disgusting, betraying, slimy way than have them remain around me and not serve God with a clean conscience and a crucified heart. To have any other intentions here. I would much rather have it be a, a public spectacle, public carnage, and be disgusting in everyone's eyes than to have people around me that are compromised and don't serve Jesus with their whole heart. I've constantly tried to weed out people who will not serve him with their whole heart, that have other intentions. Even if it's the serving of poverty, even if it's the serving of greed, there's 200 million demons you can serve here. We hate all of them. They're all liars. And they all speak lies into your minds constantly. If you are not dying daily, you might be next. Remember Lot's wife. This stuff happens all the time. We've seen it by the hundreds. 
people that no longer want to carry their crosses. Psalms 82. So they settle for complacent satisfaction. They can no longer walk with you. They'll have a million religious excuses like makeup to cover themselves. The truth is, they don't want to sacrifice their hearts. They will not sanctify their hearts any further. Therefore, they will turn on you. Always try to sound like they're the victim. They've been hurt by something, whatever. It's the same thing. People who are not willing to die more to self to live to Christ. Rid the world of them. Let them be nowhere found near Red Letter Ministries. We don't have time for 30-fold and 60-fold. The stuff we deal with is so severe every day. If you are not all in in loyalty to Jesus all the time, you are not going to make it in Red Letter Ministries. You'll have a thousand excuses fed to you on silver platters by Jezebel of why you can stop walking with us. They'll come around and say, oh, they're mean. They hurt my feelings. They did this. They did that. Gossip, slander, betrayal, backbiting, every lying accusation from the 200 million demons. If you are looking for a reason to murder the sons of God, Satan's got about 200 million for you. And they'll hand you a cup. They'll hand you some bread, the bread of betrayal, the cup of betrayal. You'll eat it, you'll drink it, and you'll die. And you'll be, instead of at the throne, serving the throne, you'll be at the throne, which is the cross, screaming, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And that's the truth. You want the truth? That's what they do. They chant, crucify him. I am not willing to die with him. Therefore, I kill him. Those are the two trees in the garden. There's no in-between. You think there's a gray area? I'm here to remove your gray area, to see where your loyalty stands. Will you die on the cross and crucify your selfishness? Crucify the pleasures and your love for the world? Crucify your poverty? Crucify your laziness? If not, no doubt about it, you will chant in your heart, crucify him. Why? Because you have not crucified yourselves. And there's no in-between. They might momentarily say, I'm in a gray area. I'm not crucifying him. You watch. I have seen this a hundred times before. They are crucifying the Son of God all over again. If we don't apply the cross to our selfishness every day, what are we doing? We're attacking the cross. We're attacking the throne. We're attacking the Holy Spirit with a witchcraft religious spirit and justifying ourselves thinking we can deceive everyone with external witchcraft. Hey, you ain't deceiving the apostles. You ain't deceiving any mature Christian. You know you're not even deceiving your own heart. You might deceive the infants in Christ momentarily, but when I mature them, they will find you out, and they will turn on their false leaders and devour them with unquenchable fire. That is my goal, to mature the infants in Christ so they can actually see through the piercings of his cross with the eyes of God the Father, all you fake, phony, selfish leaders who are not leaders of all, at all. 
What does the Bible say? You have many teachers, but not many fathers. And in another place it says, very few have Christ's interest in mind. Why? Only selfish interests. When you are tempted by the comforts of this world, by warm weather, let's live in Palm Springs. You know how many people told me over the years, you, you're insane, Brandon, for not living on the beach in Playa Sayuta. I My dad has a palace down there on the beach in Playa Sayuta in Sinaloa across from Cabo San Lucas, oceanfront property. You are insane, Brandon, for not living on the ocean in the palace that your natural dad built for you. I'd rather die than disobey my Father in heaven. I can't believe you people even think you have options. I don't even have a grid for that level of disloyalty. You know what I do every time? The Lord rebuke you, Satan. You have not the things of God in mind, but of man. I would rather die than live on oceanfront property than disobey my Father in heaven. Insanity. Mental illness. Crazy. You got to be out of your mind. People want comfort. People want money. People want beaches and warm weather. Not me. I want the cross. I want Calvary. I want Zion. I want punishment upon the fallen angels. I don't care about anything else. When I got born again at age 18, I was all in. I'm serious. And I've proven it for 21 years. I'll pay any price. I don't care what it is. To be perfect, to destroy the enemies of Jesus. That's the difference. My measure of sacrifice and loyalty is a thousand percent for years. Tested, tried, proven, and true is yours. That's what maturity is. Is that nothing in this world, lust, pride, money, idolatry, comforts, the nonsense that's in this world can distract you or persuade you from disobeying Jesus Christ. Oh, what a joke. <laughs> and I see people falling for tiny little temptations. You know what I mean? They're not even big ones. These are like the one-third that fell, that fell for revelations that weren't even valuable, like war, like magic arts, jennies and jambres. You know that's why the fallen angels fell? Hey, people say they fell because they saw the sons of God. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure Lucifer got jealous. <laughs> he could look inside the Father's heart and seeing the sons of God coming in the future, millions of years in the future, and the sons of God would be just as great as God himself, and the angels got jealous. That's the same thing that causes all these goofballs to fall and leave their posts like the fallen angels prematurely. What does Jude say about them? They abandoned their posts. Mm. Sound familiar? They abandoned their posts. Why? For their own selfish pleasures. Oh yeah. You watch them go all the way with their selfish pleasures. After people do this to me, they go all in. All in, baby. And I'm going to enjoy watching it. Because I know what happens. I've seen it hundreds of times before. 
People think it's new to them. They think they understand. They think they have options in this life. They think there's, you can twist God's arm and maybe change his will and the direction and the ancient paths. And you can manipulate God's will and do what you want to do. Man, you got to be stuck on stupid. God's will is unshakable. God's will is unmovable. Your will is shakable. Your will is movable because you are evil and disloyal to the cross. Jesus proved himself loyal to the point of the cross. There is no man or woman that doesn't have to also prove that to become a son of God. Now, when you mess up a thousand times and prove that you're not loyal and you're not faithful and you're not into the cross, that you're into self still, there's grace. There's grace when you're a technon, when you're an infant. But the higher you go up in leadership, the greater the fall. And that's exactly what happens. Remember Judas walked with Jesus for three years. So he was built up with all the revelation like the others. But what did he do with the revelation? He used it for himself instead of for Jesus, instead of for the Father. And that's what death is. Death is using this world for yourself instead of God the Father. That's the very definition of wickedness that we deal with every day inside charismatic Christianity using the gifts for self, using revelation for self, and not the Father's will. The Father's will kills you and crucifies you. The Father's will crushes you to get more oil. And people don't want that. They escape crushing. Listen, we've had so many hundreds of people through this house over the years. People would, in their first chance to get out, of refiner's fire, they would run from the oven. I love the oven. You stay in the oven, you become the furnace, you become the oven, which is called the throne of God on earth in your heart. Manifesting that measure of fire is only through constant pressure, affliction, crushing. Anyone that neglects that, neglects sanctification, and has zero chance, zero, of glorification in this world by how much discipleship and crushing and suffering you can take upon your soul in this world is the exact measure of your eternal rewards of glory and you know it breaks my heart every time that people can only handle two weeks one month one year even a couple years and you say oh let him go God's got plans you don't understand the betrayal I understand the betrayal. You don't understand. You think people have options here. I'm looking from the eternal eyes of the seven piercings of Christ. These people are positioning themselves where they will be to the throne of God and the Lamb for eternity. This isn't some cushy thing like you got space and you can just relax and retire now. Your time of sanctification's over. That's the greatest level of deception. Sanctification's never over. Never. If you have a measure in yourself, that's the same measure that you can put into others. 
you have decided the measure of the river that will flow through your soul, the bandwidth of it, for eternity. That's what happens when you come around the judges. That's what happens when you come around the throne of the apostles. You decide how much bandwidth you will walk in through your soul forever. And then you move away from the cross, the throne of the Lamb, and you distance yourself and you begin to work in the inner court and the outer court in your eternal position. And that is the decisions people make when they come into Red Letter Ministries. Always has been, always will be. This is the kingdom of heaven. This isn't Jezebelic 501c3 American Christianity in the dust of the earth. This is the kingdom of heaven and it's eternal. I know you guys can play games and buildings made by human hands and there's no fear of the Lord and we can just do whatever we want and we think we have options. I can present my will, my strange fire before the ark and God might consider my will. No, God will consider fire, lightning, crucifixion, and an altar for your soul to burn on. And if you reject that altar and get off the altar, you are illegitimate priests and no longer ministers of God the Father and the Lamb. And from then on, I tell you the truth, the only substance that comes through their ministries is witchcraft, rebellion. Why? Because they've already abandoned their post like the fallen angels. They've left their posts. And they disobeyed the Father, and they're gone. That's what's at stake here. And let that put the fear of God in you guys, that you might obey Him perfectly. <laughs> what else are we here for? This world is not a place for comfort and enjoyment. This is a battleground against Satan and his angels, and you're losing when you settle for complacent satisfaction. You are losing when you come into covenant with idolatry and comfort in the natural realm. Come on, man. Take it easy. Take a break. Take a vacation. Listen, when I went on vacation, I had dragons of the region come and visit me. There's no vacation from the cross. You're crucifying this world with Christ. <laughs> Take a vacation and they nearly kidnapped my friends and shot up my house. You can't take a vacation on earth unless you're living in strong delusion of potent sorcery and you've abandoned your posts and you've abandoned your cross. You're warriors. You were born in an army. Don't put down your swords. Don't take off your armor to put on your beach trunks. Get a life. We're at war and it's life and death. And we know that at the front lines. No one else really understands that because they're not in the heat of the battle. They've pulled back and have let us die daily on the stage. That's why they're full of opinions and arguments and it's like, oh, he's too severe. We just let him fight on the front lines. We can't even make videos because we're such hypocrites and people would see the contents of our soul if we tried to minister to people. We'll just gossip and betray them behind their back while they're doing all the work on the public stage with all the carnage and the drama and the guts and the gore just full of opinions about the apostles that are warring for your families, your cities, and your nations while most people sit in the comfort of their own homes 
with opinions about what we're doing to advance the kingdom of heaven through hell and death on earth. And that's reality. And if you want to be a part of what God the Father is doing, put your boots on, your combat boots on, and gird your loins with the sword of the Spirit to your side. And guess what? Fall on it daily. Fall on your own sword. So that out of your fallen sword, your self-sacrifice, of all your selfishness and desires for the pleasures of this world, the blood and water of Jesus Christ can pour out of your sides so you can minister the gospel to a dying world. But because of a lack of self-sacrifice and the presence of selfishness in nearly all leaders in Christianity, we have barely any of the ministry of the wine of the new covenant. And so the world and its demons still rule over a Laodicean church. And that's exactly what's wrong with this world. We need people that will sacrifice everything and stop settling for complacent satisfaction for a false inheritance coming from demons and not Jesus Christ. Amen. And I know we have soldiers here. I'm talking to them right now. The world's full of flakes. They'll continue to burn up wood, hay, and stubble. Their hearts will be revealed. They can't hide behind the makeup of religion. They'll be utterly incinerated by the fire of these flying, fiery, winged serpents of Jesus Christ. The seraphim armies. I am so excited. I will not have justice in this world against these wicked false believers false Christians these disloyal selfish people that only serve their own pleasure and their own selves the idolatry that they have for power and money I will only have satisfaction when they are consumed by my seraphim armies I pray father in the name of Jesus Christ tonight under the archangel Gabriel assigned to me in Red Letter Ministries that you would release the legions of fiery serpents to devour our enemies with unquenchable fire of divine agape love. That we would have peace and prosperity within the walls of Calvary through our continuous sacrifice for others, even if it's misunderstood. That our people would live within her walls the walls of the piercings of Christ, the prosperity of the death of Jesus, the death of our selfishness and the death to this world to live to God the Father in the fullness of his desires and dreams and nothing else. Thank you, Father, for giving us an opportunity to repent tonight and to serve you more wholeheartedly than ever before. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening to me tonight. You know it's intense as always. And um, I do have revelation on what's going on. If you have any concerns or anything you'd like to say to counsel, <clears throat> get counseling from me or from Rebecca or from Jake. Um, it's a very intense situation in Red Letter Ministries. You know what we deal with every day. It's front lines warfare of the kingdom of heaven advancing through the kingdom of hell. And it's always been like this for 15 years. Just absolutely wild. And so 
If you are wondering what's going on and if you need some counseling through all the carnage that we go through in Frontlines Warfare, feel free to reach out and message me, message Jake, message Rebecca. That's about all who's left in leadership uh, after this last month. It's just been total carnage and God's cleansing house and it is for our benefit and it is for uh, a great promotion. I can see that. I'm not blind. But it still hurts like hell, you know what I mean? It still sucks really bad to have all, to go through all this, to have the people you walked with and loved so much still treat you like total garbage for their selfish pleasures. It's really, really crappy. It's really crappy. And so uh, if you guys want to <laughs> hug with me and uh, counsel with me and and kind of work through some of this stuff because it's been really crazy lately. Feel free to reach out to me and we'll do some counseling sessions and we'll get through this stuff and we'll be better than ever before. Why? Because our crosses will be stronger through our crucifixion. More determined to die to our love of this world than ever before. More determined to die to our love of self and the greed and idolatry of the fallen angel pride that very few are willing to sacrifice in their own hearts. Very few. <clears throat> very few. It's shocking, guys. I don't want to be surrounded by leaders unless they will fully sacrifice all their heart with the seven pillars of his piercings. Otherwise, these are not eternal leaders. Get them away from me. But I know many of you are asked of the Holy Spirit tonight to let these seven pillars of, of wisdom fully crucify your hearts to be eternally loyal to Jesus Christ with your heart and to lay down your life entirely and not love it unto death Revelation 12 11 <clears throat> Amen that you will go the distance that you will finish strong that you absorb the curses of those who curse and the manipulation of those who manipulate and the witchcraft of all the religious rebellion of Janes and Jambres that still wars against me and my faithful soldiers to this very second, that you will devour it and you will say no to the temptations. You'll say no to the witchcraft and you'll say no to the world and yes to the kingdom of heaven no matter what kind of suffering it costs you. Bless these soldiers that say yes to that tonight in Jesus' name. And, less, and let the other flakes that don't even love Jesus, only themselves, have 500-pound millstones tied around their necks from these words and let them be cast down into the Red Sea under our feet that they may learn obedience to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.